Hey friends, welcome to another episode of Kiss and Tell Radio. Kiss and Tell Networks has collaborated with our new co-producers, Reverie, and we have a special gift for you guys. When you download the Reverie app on iTunes, Android, or whatever media stream you use, use the code KAT2017 to get 10% off your first three months. That is 10% off. So grab your favorite streaming device and make sure that you turn in every Friday for Kiss and Tell Radio. Now let's get the show started. Where's my background? That's exactly what she's gonna do. Girl. From the day we arrived on this planet. You know what? I don't have any background. I've never so anyway, seen the Lion King. listen, God, you've never seen the Lion King? No. Okay, I'll let you all drag her after I read her bio. <laughs> so today, Jace is not here. Jace is in New York, which I'm sure we all will hear about next week. <laughs> Stranded. But, stuck. <laughs> but today, we have Alexandra Gray. She's a transgender actress and musician. She has guest starred on Amazon's Transparent, NBC's Chicago Med, CBS's Doubt, and Comedy Central's Drunk History, as well as starring in the ABC miniseries When We rise when it comes to music aside from completing a nationwide 10 city tour in summer 2016 she has also opened for acts like zara larson and todrick hall please welcome alexandra gray to the show oh my gosh did i really do all of that did you i I don't i wouldn't know (laughs) um no thank you so much i i'm I'm glad to be here thank you for filling i love charlotte and and i love this that you're doing this this is amazing (sighs) you guys i am under the weather this week but i'm still here I'm still. That was a good song. Yes, yes. So I'm still here. So the the first thing that I want to talk about, of course, is breaking news within the past six hours. Beyonce confirmed that she will be Nala in the live action feature of The Lion King, due out in 2019. Yes, absolutely. Summer 2019. It's been rumored for over a year now. Has it? Um, And it's Mm -hmm. been back and forth. We saw we had confirmation, and then we had. A denial, and then we had confirmation, and now we are officially here. We are officially here. The the papers are signed. You know what I love about the fact that she's doing this is because we look at Beyonce as such a god, right? That like she would never do anything as normal as Good Morning America. Like, well, not anymore, right? Not not anymore. And so it's just like for her to be doing something like this is just like, oh my gosh, yes, because we feel so much closer to her. Yes, and. And I wonder if she factored in how she's going to have to promote. You know, she stopped promote. All she does is drop the music and then goes back to to, right. to L.A. and shuts the blinds. Like right. she doesn't do any interviews and promotions and yes. things like that. But with oftentimes this, that's I mean, that's that's in the contract. Yeah, um, she's going to have to promote. Depend. I mean, but but you can't she, have Nala not be. No, absolutely. <laughs> the but, but she can say she only wants to do t- pre-taped interviews. She can say that she only do top line press. Nothing that written. That is true. She, you no, know, Char says so. <laughs> <laughs> and people no, are going to see it She anyways. will not be it's stopping just, at, <laughs> by yeah. Kiss and Tell. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm excited. Um, yeah, I think too. her voice will lend well to that. I also have to shout out, you guys are going to hear this Friday. Of course, this is Wednesday, November 1st, which is Kendall's mother's birthday. Yes. yes Happy birthday, birthday, Kendall's mom. <laughs> We're 61 days away from me being 30. Yes. Oh, yeah. Alexandra, your birthday's January 1st. Oh, so you're going to call me out, too. About yeah, my so age. your birthday <laughs> is 60 days from now. It are is? you ready? Oh, 
I, I mean, hadn't thought about she, it. She wasn't even thinking <laughs> about it. I wasn't thinking about it. I'm just like. Alexandra's January 1st. I'm January 2nd. Interesting. We are yeah. sisters. Oh, yes. Sisters under the Capricorn we Zodiac. We are. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, <laughs> well, yes. But by the time you all hear this, like I said, it'll be Friday, November 3rd. And, of course, this Sunday is the Sunday that we've all been waiting on. Oh. Which is the return oh, of Lanethia. The Real Housewives of Atlanta, oh Escape's reality show, and I believe Married to Medicine. I'm not a Married to Medicine girl, but I believe that that uh, comes on that Sunday, too. I'll be watching yeah. for Escape and Lanethia Monique Leakes. Oh, she's coming back to the season. I didn't know that. Yeah. Alexandra, what rock do you live I under? I know. You are, You know I just be... Uh, in, 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 you know. her, and Kim are, <laughs> her and Kim are back. Oh, season, yes. This is the 10th season. Ratings are going to probably go through the roof. Uh, yeah. yeah. NeNe brings the rating. NeNe and reality TV bring ratings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's undeniable. Yeah. Kendall don't like NeNe, girl. I mean, but I... I, I <laughs> but give, you give credit where it's due. Absolutely. Not always. I mean, I do. But you... I do. Not always. I do. Um, what else do we want to talk about before we hop into the weekend? You know, something that was been on my heart. I had mm-hmm. a conversation last night with a friend about Wendy. You know, um, yesterday, <clears throat> Halloween, I guess Wendy had passed out. She overheated in her costume mm-hmm. is what we've been told. And so I had a conversation with my friend and he said, you know, because the media was sort of bashing her and kind of making fun and memes and stuff. And so he's like, well, she's human. And so I guess my question is, is like, which which side do people stand on when it comes to like how much you can joke around about that? Because it's like people may feel like she she doesn't care that they're human when she's doing yeah. her talk shows mm-hmm. and she's talking about their lives. So it's like we kind of had that little conversation yesterday. So what do you guys think? About I think that? I think uh, of the three, um, you know, co-hosts of Kiss and Tell, we we're fans of Wendy. Yeah. So I think we come in with some bias, um, especially Shar and I. <laughs> um, but, I, you know, I think, and, and we talk about that, I talk about this on Conversate all the time, where people have lines of um, where they're willing to, depending on who the celebrity is or who the social figure is, of where what they're willing to cross. Right. And it comes to Chris Brown and R. Kelly, some people are like, oh, I can still support the music and separate the artists mm-hmm. when it comes to... I still see Team Breezy up and down my time. Right, right. They're people real. That Black women. By. Yes, people <laughs> that I'm shocked by. Yeah, like, so wow, you're supposed to be the people's champ, but people, okay. People have their lines. Like, for me, you know, I still support Woody Allen movies where I don't go see... I, You know, I've never seen The House of Cards and I won't see it now. You know, mm-hmm. there's certain things for everybody. For me, I think that um, Wendy, when, I've always said Wendy's had a job to do, and she's been very clear about that. So I think people take whatever she says as personal for right. whatever reason. It's a so, double whammy. So like Wendy's think, helping you maintain relevancy. <laughs> so they think that's the way that, that I look at it. So they think that she. No one's talking about you. Then what are you here an for? An easy target when she when she could have easily been hurt. And I don't. Yeah, right. I just don't take any any. But but Shar and I had a conversation before the show, and she thought that, that she thought that the jokes of Wendy weren't, weren't funny, and as do I. I did not. But I don't think were... the Brandy jokes are funny. But you know what? So... I think the Brandy jokes are hilarious. However, I think that the Wendy ones came to. They were too soon for me. Because <laughs> let me tell you, I was in the shower getting dressed for work. And when I got out of the shower, one of my production assistants had texted me, like, this was a real ordeal on my phone. One of my production assistants had texted me. He had an, uh, an Associated Press news alert. And then I had had, like, a few tweets. Uh, it was, like, TMZ breaking. And so for me, watching it was terrifying because I did right. not know what was going on. Yeah. And it looked like she had a stroke. Like, I was terrified watching it because it wasn't... 
she always comments like I was okay. This was where I I had my little disconnect because Wendy always comments on how cold she keeps the studio. So the overheating, I was like side eye, yeah. and then. <laughs> Um, it just was like, I'm glad that she explained it today, but like the look of terror in her face and when she grabbed for her head and then they went to commercial, I think for like six minutes, this happened in the 48th minute of her show. So she thought she had 12 minutes to power through. Mm -hmm. Um, and it, for me, it was scary because I do like Wendy Williams. (laughs) And so I just thought that some of the jokes were just too soon I, That's it. I mean i thought i like i get it like the face that she made you can I, to me i can separate the face versus right. her falling like i can laugh and say like and her sh- floor manager's sh- running the like, audience is gasping it was a very dramatic fall and Wendy's dramatic yes so what As am i my fall would have been <laughs> so and especially when too. she explained it today and all the things that were running yeah. through her mind as she was falling so i don't know i mean the, I, i'm not i don't think People have have their things, and yeah. a do lot of people has don't do like with, Wendy Williams. Do you think that it has to do with desensitization? Um, a part of it. A part of it, absolutely. That we've become desensitized and everything's a running joke? Absolutely, especially see, because memes and gifts are so easy so, and accessible. Yeah, yeah. Well, see, I didn't think that the jokes were funny. Like, I was reading the memes, and I was just kind of like, well, it's like it's, it's not really working for me. I just didn't think it was funny personally. But, um, you know, I, I like Wendy a lot, too, but, I, you know, I may you know, get on your bad side here, but I, I, I think that obviously if, if it was said that she had a stroke or something of that magnitude, I think the response might be a lot different, but I think just by the fact that she like, it was said that she fainted and while it, overheating. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of like, well, cause it didn't look like an overheating. That's faint. fair too. Right. I think, I think like most be... people I've seen faint from overheating have just like fallen out. Right. I, it's not that stumble. She's and, Wendy. She doesn't do anything then, like everybody else. Like if it looked, it, it was well, yeah. really dramatic. Like if anything, it's like, I guess I would always challenge any entertainer, regardless of what field you get into to like, really like, what do you want your legacy to be? Cause like Hugh Hefner was like this dude. And when he died, it was like, people are like, Ooh, that, it's dead you know what i mean yay and it's well so it's like, not everybody liked you have right not everybody he was looked at him. as either uh, aiding in sexually liberating women or aiding in misogyny it was right. a, a one side of yeah. the coin you know yeah so i mean i guess i just would say that that to her that is that what you really would want your legacy to be about like literally i mean i, I would I, say I, yes you know, Wendy's very yeah, a very self-aware woman. I also yeah. I also didn't feel the need to come to Wendy's aid and scold people for laughing. Oh no, because me Wendy Williams uh, holds her own and has always. Yeah, and so sure. and I think she's not one of those people that dishes it and can't take it. If you yeah. know, Wendy opened career. up the show saying that I was a hot topic. I, I was trending I all was day trending. and it was marvelous. How you doing? If you, <laughs> if you are aware of Wendy's thirty-something year career then you know. Like, Wendy's career did not start with this show, and Wendy has always had... To me, the worst offense that Wendy ever committed in in all of her career was when she dropped the Method Man... Uh, I think Method Man's wife His was diagnosed wife was with cancer. cancer. That sticks yes. with me. And that it, to me, that is the worst I offense. I also don't care for um, how she used to talk about Whoopi Goldberg's uh, daughter. Oh, she... Oh, I don't know about... Well, I just know Radio Wendy was 10 times more visceral than t- TV oh, Wendy yeah. is polished and cleaned up. She used to talk about Whoopi's well, Let's daughter. talk about it. Um, I, I want to talk about it. Because <laughs> let's so I'm asking like, what the people want to know. I want to talk a little bit about, um, <laughs> you know, my, my career, a 20-year career on the radio. Okay. <laughs> no, she... Uh, but yes, I was very concerned because she is one of my faves and someone that I do look up to because I, too, talk about people uh, for a living for the most part. Uh, that is part of my side hustle because I believe that Hollywood does need gossip columnists 
to keep everyone afloat. I respect if no everyone in their position. <laughs> no one is talking about it. It is a science to it. Because if you are not a hot topic, if there was no blog, if there was no B. Scott, if there was no TMZ, if there was no The Shade Room, Baller Alert, and you're just Preach. out here acting and singing and no one's spilling your tea, how you're going to be forgotten. How many main tier outlets were covering Tyrese this morning? Right. Oh, and you know what? And that's a great point of why I support her because if you notice, like, not a lot of A-list big stars go on her show. No. I mean, she has A-list people. Well, she's burned so a many few. bridges. Right. right. And Jennifer so Jennifer Lopez it, isn't she like the Jennifer Lopez is the pinnacle the of the Wendy pinnacle. show. Yeah. <laughs> so she's definitely but see, that giving them a me. platform. That won't be me because I'm not. I'm not as bad as Wendy. I, I think I'm the happy medium between Wendy and Oprah because we can talk about life lessons. Right, right, right. But you know what? You know what I? Lessons. But what from that? I think it's still a testament to how good she is at what she does because she's been able to secure, to secure a, a contract spot. until 2020 without she's, any A-list celebrity. She's only been Very unemployed true. for two weeks, her yeah. entire career. And She's that's only another not thing. had a job for two weeks. That's another thing that I said about her falling out. I said Wendy will be back in her chair tomorrow morning because Wendy Williams does not take time off. And I think we yeah. all should look at our careers like that. Listen, I'm not where I want to be in my career, <laughs> and right. I have a job to pay the bills. However, how I psych myself out, and this is to the listeners too, how I psych myself <laughs> out is the days that I do not want to go to work. Somebody's ready to take my spot. Not only that, but I, I literally treat it like, okay, Char, Act like you have to be on air. I have to be at work at 10 a.m. Act like you're going on air at 10 a.m. And not the Wendy that showed up in Live that long from coat. Los Angeles. That no, not that. <laughs> Look. No, I'm serious. And, and I, that was I believe, one year out of how long has Wendy show been on, on air? Uh, nine. So I believe that everybody out there that's aspiring for something, whether you want to host act like you're going on or, or act or sing like professionally, you have to, a lot of times we have to grit our damn teeth through these jobs that we do not ha want to work. Absolutely. And instead of making, complaining, and a lot of us aren't happy in our positions, but just, that would be my suggestion, my tidbit for the week. Act as if you're going on air at the time you have to be at work. Or act as if, you know, that's your call time on set. Because I believe that I don't know. I just believe that that'll that's that'll that, that's a, that's a send positive frequencies out, and you'll get what you want quicker. Yeah, you gotta find you have, you have to, to have find good a work way. ethic. You gotta find and a way to, to like master through that through the tough yeah. periods of that. You have to grit your teeth through it. Mm -hmm. We Builds all character. do things that we don't want to do to stay Absolutely. afloat. So, um, anything else that I want to talk about really quickly? No, I think that is it. Oh, today. Also, is, since this is the first of the month, but you all will hear this the third, which I keep saying, um, November is Transgender Awareness Month. So thank you for joining us, Alexandra. Of course. We have two trans women on the, <laughs> on the show this week. Happy Transgender Awareness Month. Now, I think we're going to get into the corner. Let's hop into that. Ooh, is that me? Yes, that is you. Um, because Jace <laughs> abandoned us. Um, oh, yes, this was supposed to be Jace's week. This was supposed to be Jace's. So another L for Donnie, um, our beloved number 45, um, suffered another L beyond indictment of one of his cabinet um, advisors. Uh, the federal judge also knocked down his transgender ban. Work. Um, transgender military ban. Um, a lot of legal analysts had already speculated that it would not be able to stand the test of time. 
um, because there was no factual basis for it to begin with. It was it was literal Twitter fingers. We have a president that has enacted that tries to enact law via Twitter. Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, so. A Washington federal judge um, said it was unconstitutional and that it did not stand. So he suffers another L. And I don't know if any any executive order that he has pushed through has has had ultimate success. I know he's successfully reversed several of President Obama's um, dumb shit. Like, right. He, like it's no longer like <laughs> Black History Month. It's yeah. African American History Month. Like little, like minuscule stuff. Yeah, but in terms of, of, we'll be out of there soon enough. We got Black Panther next year. Lion King 2019. <laughs> oh end of goodness. Trump 2020. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I think he'll be gone before Mueller. Mueller's building the case. Child, it's happening. You I'm, all I, realize that next week. What, can you pull up your calendar? No, 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 no. I'm not doing this. I Char. need. No, I know. No, I to know see. what you're gonna say. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> next week will basically be. Um, well, the next time we record the show will she be still say it. November eighth. But it happened on the ninth, didn't it? Didn't it happen November ninth? It happened November eighth. Oh, it was November eighth. So this. the next time that we record will be election night anniversary. You didn't see earlier this week that <laughs> they tweeted that that was the anniversary of when I'm about to have a sickening way back Wednesday of when Comey released. Um, oh yes, yes, and Hillary retweeted and yes. said, "Oh, is that what the today is?" Hillary been having a smart ass oh, mouth so lately. Hillary has had time. <laughs> Did you see what she said she was going to be for Halloween? No, the president, a president. <laughs> she said, "I'm going to dress up as a president for Halloween." So at least she can laugh at herself. Um, so yeah, let's hop into my topic. You gonna keep sucking on that? Listen, guys, I'm <laughs> sucking on a cough drop. I apologize if that grosses some of you all out or weird some of you all out. I am not feeling well. I've been sucking down miso soup and wonton soup and chicken noodle soup all week. You got to you, you got to do sucking down something else. Um, we, I, that's I not appropriate on, for this. <laughs> listen, <laughs> I am on a strict fast from these men. Okay, a strict one. I just I had to. You ask. know the key is throat Thank lozenges today. Throat lozenges <laughs> and salt water. Yes, you that tried works me right away. One too many times. Um, so my topic is for colored girls who have considered. No, that's not my topic. My topic is. <laughs> When you have nothing to lose, like emotional breaking points. And so what spawned my topic was uh, Kathy Griffin, who I'm a fan of. Kendall is a fan of. She is from Oak Park, the Chicagoland area. Favorite Alexandra and I are both from Chicagoland mm-hmm. area. And um, so I don't know if you all caught it, but Twitter was ablaze on Saturday because Kathy went on a 17 minute. Another white woman with time. Another white woman with time went on a 17-minute manifesto rant against Harvey Levin of TMZ Mm. and Andy Cohen of Bravo. Yes. And what spawned this was that Harvey Levin, I got to catch myself because I keep wanting to say Weinstein. Harvey Levin left her voicemail um, after Andy Cohen had basically trolled her through the media and he pulled a Mariah Carey. Like TMZ caught up with Andy Cohen and asked him, because in case you all do not know, Andy Cohen now has Kathy Griffin's spot on the New Year's Eve special that CNN. That she hosted for 10 years. Yes, alongside underpaid. Anderson Cooper. So Andy Cohen now has that job. 
And so TMZ caught up with Andy Cohen leaving LAX, I believe, and they asked him, you know, have you talked to Kathy about this? And he pulled a, a Mariah Carey, I don't know her. And I guess that oh. sent Kathy For through. over a minute. Over a minute, he over, was asked. Over a minute. His excuse was that his driver was supposed to be outside of the terminal, <clears throat> but they were parked on, like, parking so lot. So he was perturbed, seat. so he decided to disrespect Kathy Griffin? He's mm-hmm. allegedly going to address this on his XM satellite show. Um, oh, so, I can't wait for you to introduce this so I can dig the fuck in. So um, from there, Kathy, Harvey ended up calling Kathy. Kathy put Harvey's cell phone number out there. <laughs> Time! Because he left her a voicemail. And she's like, how the fuck did you get my personal cell phone number? And who the fuck do you think you are? These are direct quotes. Um, and then from there, she went on to talk about how Andy Cohen is a misogynist. How he was one of the worst bo- worst bosses, and how he w- one time offered her two times two oh two times yeah thank you Kendall yeah. thank you and and Dalia two times <laughs> offered her to do cocaine before a taping of Watch What Happens Live and Kathy as we've seen through her show anybody who's followed her career she is fairly rigid like I mean she's Irish Catholic Southwest side of Chicago like. She, I don't even Kathy, think she's ever had a drink. Kathy doesn't find um, cocaine and coffee to be synonymous. <laughs> That's a shout out to last week's show, if y'all heard that. But um, so yes, so basically, Kathy has nothing to lose. Okay, they've called people have called her mother in her mother's retirement home and done death threats. People called Kathy's sister as her sister was dying of cancer and did death threats. Kathy is on an international tour and gets stopped at every airport. Because she was she was briefly on the no fly zone. Yes. On no fly list. For the bloody Trump head. Wow. So my question to you all is, have you ever been pushed to the brink of not having anything to lose and in such emotional distress that you just like I like the literal personification of I don't give a fuck? Like have you ever hit that moment with someone where someone has triggered that in you? I'll be a gentleman and let the lady go first. Oh, no, you go first. <laughs> Are you handing, up, handing <laughs> That's it a over? big question. Um, I, I can't think of a, a specific moment of just not giving a fuck. Um, no, I'm always giving a fuck to an extent, but feeling as though, like, if I... Um, document behavior especially like in the workplace so hollywood isn't the, the typical like hollywood i mean kathy griffin isn't clocking into a corporate job no. um but nonetheless andy uh cohen was her boss for a long time and she had to and s- jealous of her allegedly she, she, which i could see i could easily see as that. far as her, the way, him wanting to be on the town the way side. she set that up it's very easy to see yeah what what Network executive has their own show. Long running. You know, he's not going to cancel himself. Um, but he's always wanted to be talent. Keep in mind, he look was... Look at the way he hosted the... the he was uh, Julie Chen's uh, PA back in the day. Was he? Yes, when Julie Chen was on a CBS affiliate. Oh, um, two awful people. Yes. <laughs> he learned from They're the worst. They were a CBS oh affiliate in Ohio, I believe. Andy is was... This, this is when she got her eyes done. Yes. Mm. Oh, yeah. Andy oh, was her production me. assistant. And I believe that, and I was told when I first got into news that a lot of anchors want to be on, well, a lot of like reporters and anchors want to be on the production side and a lot of producers want to be on the talent side. I think yeah. that's just something within local mm-hmm. news. Well, so much of the industry is taking taking a job just to be in the room. Hello? Hello? You know? Can you repeat that again? 
<laughs> Can you repeat that again? <laughs> so Not much, again, but again. <laughs> so much of Hollywood is truly just taking the job. Whatever, like a janitor, just to say... I can I can hopefully slide my script under the mm-hmm. door. Right. Um, so so that makes complete and utter sense. Um, but I think I'm very I can be very, very calculated in that I'm not going to put myself and this and that's where I think Kathy Griffin was. I don't think she's in a space where Andy, I mean, Andy Cohen can fire her no. or Bravo can do anything to her. She's taken so many hits that it's She's just like... taken so many hits and so many people did not come to her defense when they had the opportunity yeah. to do so. And so I think I, I would, I, I don't think that she came from a Janet Hubert or Monique place. I think she came from a very tactful, she laid it out it, to me in a very articulate mm-hmm. um, and an important way because while we're focusing on um, sexual assault right now, that's what everyone's talking about in Hollywood. There is, There are examples of misogyny outside of sexual assault. Yes. And misogyny can come from gay men. Yes, which mm-hmm. a lot of people do not talk about. I always pipe up about that <laughs> because I have experienced a lot of that. What I do want to speak to your specific point, and it reminds me also of something that Wendy brought up earlier this week since we were talking about Wendy earlier is that these people are not your friends. And this is something that one of my mm. old roommates used to tell me all the time. Hard pill to swallow moved, though. Yeah. When I first moved to LA, um, one of my old, one of my former roommates used to always tell me, cause this was told to him by someone. These people are not your friends. You have work friends, you have industry friends, but overall these people aren't your friends. And Speaking to what you said about how uh, n- uh, no one came to Kathy's defense in, in this particular situation, I remember a situation that I was in where I felt like, okay, these people are my friends and we're all a part of this humdinger, this this network, this situation. And I felt that when the shit hit the fan, no one was in solidarity with me. Absolutely. But in hindsight, I can't say that I blame them because – we all out here trying to trying to make the moves or whatever, right. but I was very very shocked, especially with something Tamar black people didn't understand. and mm-hmm. wi- black women in particular who didn't challenge the the systemic structure of where I was at yeah. and just kind of just like oh Shar's gone well Shar's gone I'm just gonna keep minding my business but it was a harsh reminder that I mean these people are not. You know, I just it's so it's and I always say I look at Jamel Hill and the situation that she's recently been put in at ESPN. And I look at, at, at you know, I'm not even going to go to the sexual assault victims because that's a different that's a whole different thing. Oh, yeah. But it's a whole other can of worms. <laughs> but I think that I feel like right is right and wrong is wrong. And I feel like there's a way to navigate things without ostracizing yourself or blacklisting yourself necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, and a, sometimes, it's a dangerous it, it game is, to play. It is, and it, there's risks it's that case you, by case. Absolutely, and I can't speak for everyone. And like I said, I'm in a point of privilege because my job isn't on the line. I look at Jamel and I say, I don't think, you like, I, don't go back. Do not go back. Yeah. Do not work for a network that censors you and censors black women more harshly than they sent to the president. Mm-hmm. Like I can't understand that. And as her co- co-host, I couldn't sit, sit quietly. As mm-hmm. her co-host has not. Um, he's been at her at her side yes. the same way Anderson Cooper could have Anderson could Cooper have. could have easily stayed right. silent but he made a statement he, against her and you know? he could have uh, to me his best bet would have just no comment so I can't no say, comment and so that's why I say like in situations where I feel like I, I'm building to a point a breaking point I try <clears> to document things whether that be um, in writing 
or verbally discussing it with other people, I'm not going to seem like the crazy black man that can't control his mm-hmm. emotions. Somebody else, whether it's HR or or outside, will know of my grievances and understand the stepping stones that we've gotten to this place. Yeah. And I think right. that Kathy Griffin laid that out very well. And it, it does help when you, cause I have plenty of receipts regarding <laughs> the situation that I was talking about, like documented email receipts, but I, I contemplated a year ago <laughs> dropping them hoes on Twitter and walking away like <laughs> Regina George did in the hallway. <laughs> but what's the point of even giving my energy to that? I'm going to wait right. till I get my purple chair, my uh, metaphorical purple chair. And then you all can, I mean, you kiss my ass now, but you'll have an even bigger ass to kiss once I grab my brass ring. Right. So what do I you think, think about this? I, I don't know. I guess I think it's, it's a fine line, right? Because um, I'm not really too up to date with the whole Kathy Griffin thing, but I, I do know of like the whole Monique situation, right? And mm-hmm. I know that Monique has been dragging like Lee Daniels and Tyler Perry and Oprah. And so it's, it's weird. It's a weird situation because I just feel like, yes, I appreciate, like, you have to get to the point where maybe, maybe you don't give a fuck about anything, like, mm-hmm. to where you have nothing to lose. But at the That's same time... That's a dangerous time, point to get to, though. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's dangerous, and it's like, I feel like we all know that about this business, show business. It's show business. And, you know, as much as I don't want to say it, as much as people don't want to, like, hear it, it's like... You got to play the game like you have Mm -hmm. to play it. If not, what would you like? Get out of this business. Like all I can say is that if Viola Davis as a black actress has won the Oscar, the Emmy, the Tony, all these awards, yet she still makes nowhere near the salary of some of her white counterparts. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I just feel like what is she going to like? Like there's a way to do it you have to pick and, and choose your battles and, think, and what you pipe and I up think about what, what we have to and what we have to understand about the specific situations that we're talking about is that from from the tamar situation at the real mm-hmm. over to monique over to janet huber and now looking at kathy griffin whether we're ta- we are talking about white women versus black women yes mm-hmm. that is an important point but we're also talking about an established career kathy griffin has taken those L's consistently and stayed quiet and, and, and put in Kathy, the work. Kathy mm-hmm. also helped launch Bravo. I was talking to my boss recently and I totally forgot. Like when I think my interest in Bravo, I think being Bobby Brown and my life on the D-list and those comedy specials. But my boss also brought up that Queer Eye for the Straight Guy, was, on, which is a show I never watched, yeah, but that right. was on there. But she said that those three shows kind of were the catalyst into the reality that we see today because Bravo used to be like centered around the arts and fine yeah, cheese yeah, tasting yeah, yeah. and things Inside like that. Inside the actor studio. Yes. Right. And, and nobody so was watching that. Nobody was watching. Kathy Kathy's and, comedy specials and that My Life on the D-list. And, and, and really, she, if you didn't see the manifesto, what she also said was that she didn't, so C- CNN wasn't paying her what she was doing. No. For the for that anniversary special, no. ratings had gone up every single year. There's a reason they're calling her back, um, and then they weren't paying her what she was due for My Life on the D List, no. a show that she won Emmys and Emmys. Grammys yeah. for. Yeah, right. so 
I mean, like I said, comparing to all of these other women and all of these other situations where people seem to have nothing to lose and are willing to rail against the powers that be, I think Kathy Griffin has put in enough skin in this game. And she's sitting sitting on money. Don't get it twisted. Kathy, sitting on money. But my thing is, I do kind of, I don't want to say I enjoy these things, but I do kind of enjoy the lens into, because you always hear, living in Los Angeles and working in the entertainment industry, which we all do, Alexandra as an actress and singer, I run my mouth and work in reality TV. You are a publicist. Uh, we all hear stories and whispers and things like that. So to sometimes get the confirmations of the Moniques and the, or at least things that provide shadows of doubts in my no, mind, like, absolutely. wow, this is once you reach a certain level, you really aren't at that said level. That's what we receive. Still but playing. you, you still, still it's like still Nick. <laughs> like you still, no, you know, absolutely. but do you guys really, it looks you, so much more glamorous. But do you me. feel like, like, like when Monique is like sticking up and she's saying this and that, and they don't want to pay her this. Like, do you think that it, that's really waking up Hollywood or in a way, no. or do you no, feel like no she's just ruining taken. her own career? I think there's levels. There's, there's I think no Kathy action Griffin being might taken. wake up some people. Because she's, she's white. She's white. She's established. Yeah. She's more, more established. And, and, than and I think Monique and out, Janet Hubert sound jaded. Yeah, and if she, if Kathy Griffin curses this out... This industry can um, jade you. You know, right, it really can. If Kathy Griffin curses out the executive at CBS or, or another celebrity... Right? Well, at <laughs> CNN. She cursed out yeah. CNN's president, she, she right? And CEO. CNN and NBC Universal, and and when we talk about NBC Universal, we're talking about Bravo. Yeah, we're talking about <laughs> the whole umbrella. We're talk we're talking about a lot that of conglomerate. Yeah, conglomerate. Yeah. The sad reality is that she can still work. She will still work regardless. That ain't gonna happen to Monique. I'm I'm sorry, Monique will do no. features in independent films, but I don't see or, or back to comedy. But I don't see Monique getting a big movie deal, a well, big see, Oscar that, movie. That's again. why I think it's the fine line because like there's certain things I was telling my mom that, and this is not to get too off topic, but I was telling my mom that even within my frustrations of Hollywood, because I want what I want so bad, I literally could not imagine doing anything else. If I decided tomorrow that I hate LA so much that I'm going to move back to Chicago, get me a nice loft downtown Chicago and go sell the insurance at the Blue Cross Blue Shield or go sell the cable at the Comcast, I would like jump into Lake Michigan right. <laughs> because it's like, I feel like I've hit Spontaneously the combust. hit the ceiling because I'm in this big coastal city. I'm in Los Angeles. Where to go from here aside from New York? Like plenty of people bounce back and forth just for, you know, a change in pace. <laughs> but as far as what I want, even with all of the bullshit that com- sometimes comes with this city and definitely comes with the politics of this industry, mm-hmm. um, I wouldn't trade it in for anything because I have nothing to trade it in Four. Yeah. Right. Like this is where the buck stops. I just, yeah, I think it's very different. And maybe I could be, I mean, the, but the thing is, it's not like I didn't like Monique. It's not that I don't think Monique is talented. I think that Kathy Griffin, like I said, sucked it up and put put the work in. And Monique, yeah. her first Oscar, her first film she she had an issue promoting. So, so Monique issue. Monique did it too soon. Like based on Kathy's timeline, I'm not saying you're not justified. But, but listen, you have based to... on Kathy's timeline, Monique blew the whistle <laughs> far too soon. Because based on because Kathy really did grit her teeth. According a like, long time. Long time. I think that they, I think that they. But think it, it depends on how bad you want it. A long time. And Monique made history. No black female comedian has been able to do what Monique did. No, and she won't do it again. And and then from the deaf comedy jam circuit to 
to what, what and so what she and, and yes, and I think that comparison alone speaks to the black and white difference because Monique, no matter how funny or talented she is, wasn't going to host her own comedy special on any cable sponsored network. sponsored by anyone. No, no. Right. she wasn't no. going to have what Kathy had with Bravo. It wasn't going to be the solo queen of comedy on Bravo. No. I didn't think she'd think it, it it would go down that way. I think when you're doing that well, in that moment, it's because it's Lee Daniels feel... and not Quinn Tarantino. Hello. So she probably right. thought, Lee Daniels, this is my friend. I'm doing him a favor being underpaid but, for this role, and I'm about to blow this but shit But look up. at the content but he's and also quality of work that Lee Daniels and Tyler Perry put out. Regarding what? Trans misogynoir. <laughs> I mean, uh, that's one. That's one. Girl, don't y'all don't do don't go there. <laughs> I said what I said. That, no, that's one. And so what I'm saying is, is that they do uh, depict trans that, women a very particular way that, that I have they, issue with. That they aside from cotton, they play the game how they play the game. Mm-hmm. They play the game to the network standards that they need yes, to play. Yes. And so Mo- Monique, Monique ain't ain't ma- making them move either way. Right. Because right. they are playing what they have to play, that, that and and Oprah's, and you, have, you know, that's I mean, and you have <laughs> black women in Hollywood like Taraji P Henson and Viola Davis who talk about this at at, at platforms where it matters, actors on actors or mm-hmm. whatever, and they talk about like the the women's rights or black rights or whatever, or like yeah. women having more roles or or, or black women getting. Then you got to deal with colorism more. on top of that. Absolutely. Yeah. But so, in a very general way. Yeah. So I, but I think that that's more something and that, that may you be do. intentional. Duh. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> you can't pigeonhole, no, you can't center black no, women too much. No. Otherwise people going to start closing no. doors. So just to make this an umbrella, but women, women's rights. Right. Well, all in all, to wrap this up, because I don't think you answered the question. Have you ever been pushed to that edge where you just don't give a hell? I I have been pushed to the edge, especially this year. I've been pushed to the edge in terms of of of, of career stuff. Okay. Yes, but also, like you said, like like I'm I'm willing to play the game mm-hmm. just because every time I get to that point where I say. I just want to just get on the internet. I just want to do an article and just just blast everything that I'm feeling about the industry and the way that I feel like. You better call I, a friend and grab well, a bottle well, of wine. Well, that's what I'm saying. But it's, it's like that is the breaking point that I've reached as, as a black trans actress mm-hmm. and feeling inadequate and feeling like you just are, oh, here, we want you on this and then we're done with you. Like, yeah. it's been a lot of that. And that really gets you to a point where you feel rejected and you feel like, Oh my gosh, what do I have to do? Because at this mm-hmm. moment, I feel like, what do I have to do to top what I've already done mm-hmm. and and got no love for? Yeah, like in in that kind of capacity. But it's like, I'm willing to play the game because, like you said, I can't see myself doing, doing nothing anything. else. Yeah. Can I ask you all one question before we move on? Mm-hmm. Do you think I think this generally about millennials, and I think this about certain de- certain demeanor types um, that people people try you to the extent that they can and they they know who to try and i think start i think millennials we have the luxury of the internet and resources that mm-hmm. um that generations before prior us did, did not. not yes and so the moniques and the tarajis that stepped into this industry and were willing to take certain things certain certain roles and certain payouts um, that that they were far more deserving. They, that that you know, if if you if 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 either of you were offered a role now, um, and you knew it was associated to this network 
or this studio or this producer, you might be able to talk to your, not even to say you have an agent or somebody, that, that like a lawyer or somebody, but you might be able to talk to somebody in the industry and say, hey, what do you think about this? And they can got, steer you and say, no, you need to ask for more money because this is going to be a huge film. Mm-hmm. Where Monique took pennies but she also, I should note that she was doing her friend a favor. Right. Because right. her and Lee were friends. Right. But I'm just saying, I think sometimes. And that happens all the time. Sometimes naivety gets us in these situations where people think that they can get over on us. Well, yeah, I, I do believe that people will do to you what you allow them yes. to do to you. And they will push your buttons. Yes. If, if you don't say anything, then, you know, that's just the way it's going to continue to be. Can I just mention something really quick about about what you're saying and about like maybe asking for more or whatever, getting that advice. It's like, I remember doing a, a show last year and I remember getting called back to do, to reshoot a scene and I flew there. And then as soon as I got to the hotel, they were like, Oh, um, you know, we're going to cancel the reshoots. So we're just going to put you back on a flight. And I had already at this point, you know, turned down something else, blah, 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 blah. blah. And I was new. So I didn't know that, Oh, well they still are going to pay you for your time or whatever. I didn't know that at the time. And, all I could remember is that I, I was annoyed, and, and uh, yeah. I and I actually and I actually stood up for myself. I feel like in a way, which is probably why I haven't been asked back on my recurring role, um, is because I, I kind of was like, you know, it was like, oh well, you know, the, you got to be out of the hotel by five o'clock, but your flight isn't until eleven p.m. So it was kind of like that situation to where and and man, the management I had at the time, I, I had to do everything. So it was like. I kind of said, I was kind of stern over the phone. Yeah. Not, you know, not a bitch, but I was just like, you know, I'm not going to leave the hotel room. Like, so if you need to rebook it, like, that's what you that's have to do because you, you can't just put me out on the street. Absolutely. You know what I and mean? And have me sitting in, in the airport. In the airport for seven for hours. six, seven hours. Absolutely. And on top of that, I didn't even know that I was, was going to be getting paid for my time, but it's just like. Right. And, and that's I, a standard that you set for yourself. Right. And that's not to say you don't play the game. I still want to act, but that doesn't mean that I'm going to be. I'm not going to be sitting out in the cold waiting for a flight. That's when not you accommodating. T- exactly. And, no. I, and that, that's well, my I point. Exactly. Yeah, I would just hope that the reason that I that I mean, I don't know if you you know what I mean. Well, no, I feel like I feel like we both have been in situations where we question. Okay, is is I've been putting in the work. I'm not seeing any result. Is this a result of something I might have said Said or or done in the past? I I play that line all the time, but I firmly believe that I haven't done anything. Thing to I mean I do have a standard set I do believe that I have met people that have been like oh before I even met you I just looked at your name and I knew what to expect uh, or so and so told me about you and you walked into the room exactly how I expected to and it's just like ready yourselves like Shar is on the way I don't build I do this have reputation a certain, for you not to expect it I do have a certain <laughs> expectation I don't um, you know, we're not about to be playing these games. And I feel like because I am on the eve of 30, Kendall always oh hates God, when I bring I that waiting. up. I was literally about to say, I'm surprised you haven't thrown your age out but here. Listen, you ain't got no time to play with Because it. I am on the eve of 30 and because I have dedicated uh, over a decade to my career, I believe that I have put in the work. I have worked for free. I have worked for pay. I do expect a certain level. I mean, it's like the bare minimum, but I do. There's a budget. I don't work for free anymore. There, there has to be a budget. And I'm not a bitch because I asked for a budget. No. 
And I don't have management or representation, so I sometimes struggle with, oh, I want the middleman to kind of, I need a Chris Jenner to lay down the law. But listen, I'm an, I pride myself on communicating in the written form and the verbal form, and this is what I need. If, if, if these needs cannot be met, then unfortunately I will not be able to commit to this project. But should anything change, Meaning, if you if you all huddle together mm-hmm. and get my coins together, let me know. I'll pass it along to your publicist. He'll handle yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, uh, let's go to the next topic. Is that me? The doll. Um, so I'm gonna bring in a little game, um, and these are all relevant in some way or another. Alexandra, you 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 prepared? I told you. I told oh. you what we're doing today. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, so we're gonna play a word association game. And so, depending on your answer, we'll elaborate. If not, we'll just move on. Copy that. Okay. <laughs> so, j- both of you at the same time, um, first word that comes to mind when I say these words. Ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Hollywood. Fake. Scams. Fake. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't get it out loud uh, enough. <laughs> do we need to elaborate or did we do that enough in the last time? <laughs> I think we did. <laughs> Failure. Depression. Sadness. Elaborate, Shar. Um, I I still grapple with what I deem failure. Um, I often tell my mo- my mother that and my father, I've had these conversations. I do not believe I believe that they did a great job parenting, but I believe where they missed the mark. Uh, was that I was raised to believe that if you do everything you're supposed to, then the the said reward would be granted. Mm. And so what I grapple with is, okay, I have put in the work. I Hell, I have the degree that no one asks for. Um, I have the degree. I put in the work. I know that I have the talent. I know that I'm smart. I know that I have the aesthetic. Like, I'm not asking. That's another thing with budget. I do my own hair and makeup. Like, let's make this work. Mm-hmm. All I need is Fiji water and a and, and some hummus and carrots. Yeah, you know. <laughs> uh, but carrots. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. So that is where kind of like the depression can creep in, and I mean mild depression for the most part. I don't mean anything like the first six months of this year, but um. Um, yes, that's what messed me up, I believe, because I was never one to stray. I never dabbled in anything. Like, I was a very straight and narrow kid. I mean, I had my fun. We talk about this on the show. Y'all know my tea. Y'all know my history. I had my fun, but when it came down to the academics and the work, I put that in. Mm-hmm. I went above and beyond, and I was never conditioned to to know that you can give your all. I think Beyonce actually talked about this in one of her promotional YouTube videos for uh, Self-Titled. And when she, when Destiny's Child, well, Girls Time lost on Star Search. That's the lesson that like, she learned at nine years old is that sometimes you can give your all. You can give 150% out there and still lose. Mm-hmm. And I believe that that, of course, changed her perspective. She acknowledges that she was nine. Char never learned that because typically what Char went after, Char got. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because right. I, be- I was being reaffirmed. I'm doing everything I'm supposed to. I didn't struggle getting internships. I didn't struggle in spelling bees and reading announcements and doing things. Like if I wanted it, like auditions for stuff, like the drill team and plays and musicals. Like I'd be like, okay, I'm going to be in this. I do the necessary research, go in, knock it out the ballpark, and boom, it was right in my lap. So with adulthood came the remix of that because mm-hmm. that was all mm-hmm. of my adolescence so mm-hmm. adulthood kind of been body slamming me mm-hmm. wwe style and so many of us come from 
from you getting an award just for participating. Yeah, well, right. th- I believe that that came on the heels of our generation. Mm-hmm. That includes you all too, since you're younger than mm-hmm. me. I believe that that came later than us, like a few years later than mm-hmm. us, mm-hmm. Um, because we weren't getting uh, honorable mentions. Right, right, well, right, right. there were honorable mentions, right. but the whole class, all thirty of us, <laughs> weren't getting, getting a yeah. ribbon for the spelling <laughs> yeah. bee. Um, so yes, I believe that that okay. is what leads to the depression because it's like I prepared, I did it, and I didn't get it. Do you, you know, I, do you echo that, or does your sadness come from something else? You know, maybe I, I think honestly, I think sadness was the wrong word. Okay. What I what I I didn't say you got to do over. No, but what what I think about when I think of fear, I think about opportunity because I think so fear is failure, failure, oh. failure, failure. Okay. I think op- of opportunity. Okay. I think it's an opportunity to it's an opportunity for something greater or I think it's just an opportunity to, to learn from whatever it is that you feel like you failed at. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's an opportunity for you. And there's been many times that I thought I failed because I didn't get that role or I didn't get this. Mm-hmm. And then I turn around and boom, I get it. You Are know? you multi-hyphenate or do you have, um, do you have something, uh, do you prioritize acting over, over singing? Um, well, I just, I love to sing. I probably love, love to sing more than I love to act, okay. but I probably prioritize acting okay. o- over it. But at the moment, I th- I think that it's like, are you just I, an equal multi-hyphenate? Yeah. I, I mean, I Triple like to threat. do both. I, th- I think that <laughs> at, at this stage in, in like our, career, of our careers, when we're all just hustling and hustling, I think, you know, yeah, you have to focus on what it is exactly that you want. Like, don't be trying to do everything, mm-hmm. but I also feel like. Sometimes you got to do both. I got to tour in the summertime and do the Pride Circus so that I can keep my experience going of performing and getting a little bit of a coin and spend the year auditioning for stuff. And I may never get anything that year. So Mm -hmm. it's just like um, it's just having a good balance, but also focusing on it on what it is that you exactly want. And you can't look at like failure like or not getting something as, you know, like, damn, I failed. Like you can't because you can't. You really can. I was pissed about getting a, a guest star role on a show and that my agent didn't send me out for it. And then I ended up getting a call to do the guest star, which was $8,000 more. So you just right, never right. know in a right. bigger role. So you you just, it's an opportunity. And Absolutely. that brings me to something that I saw earlier on this the social media. This is not media. segment. Really quickly. <laughs> it says, God's answer is never no. It is yes, not now, or I have something better in mind. Mm. So that's a good way to shift perspective on failure. Screenshot that to me. I will. Okay, good. Next word. (laughs) Risk. Reward. Can't take my word. Should have said it at the same time. (laughs) Scary. Okay. Hip hop. Misogyny. <laughs> Alexander. Culture. Hmm. Elaborate, Char. Um, mine was a, a joke, a jokey joke. But however, hip hop is that's the only misogyny I can tolerate. Um, I love bouncing this ass to some good good old misogyny over at 808. Lord have mercy. I brought this, I brought this up because uh, because Earlier this year, um, data came out that supported that hip hop is now the dominant genre in the in the world. That's not surprising. Um, and so more people are are buying and supporting hip hop than any other. That's not genre. surprising, mm-hmm. especially these little white kids. Right, they out here. Oh yeah. Um, and then also uh, this morning, I read a Billboard article that Drake did not submit his most recent album for any Grammy 
um, consideration. Really? And so there's a lot of speculation because when Frank Ocean didn't submit Blonde, he wrote a manifesto on Tumblr explaining mm-hmm. why he didn't do it. Drake's not doing that. So it's a lot yeah. of speculation. But the author of the article, um, the, he ended it by saying that it might be a silent um, rebellion or statement by Drake saying that hip hop is not to be relished to this, or I'm sorry, relegated to this one sub genre, and that it, it is the dominant genre. Yes, yes. And so that you know, so Drake instead of, sings instead and of nominating me so for many, best hip hop, nominate me be for best, best album. album. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what, again, Drake didn't say this, but, but the speculation what, is fair. That's the best way to do it. Make yeah. your moves and let. That's what Beyonce does. Yeah. You, you, you all, figure it out. You all <laughs> crank out your think pieces about it. I just made my. I, I said of, what I said. Speaking <laughs> of which, Mama bit off a lot. For uh, her Grammy noms, from what I saw on, <laughs> she said a lot. She bit off a lot. She said for, a lot for twenty eighteen. Um, do you oh, care to elaborate? Oh well, yeah. I guess I said culture just because. I mean, I don't listen to a lot of hip hop. I know, you know, y'all know I sing country music. Um, but <laughs> but no, I think when I think of hip hop, I think about culture. I think about the history and 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 the people who I grew up hearing and i just think that it, it's a part of everybody yeah you know everyone yeah. listens to it and and i'm glad that whether that it's, it's i like big butts yeah you was, know like, yeah, the article was so interesting it set it up so nicely to think about hip-hop was not incorporated a category for hip-hop was not incorporated into the grammys until 40 years after the grammys started and that ll cool j hosted last year and he was the person that won the first he did it yeah he did a few years yeah no yeah but i'm saying um, i'm glad they got him out of there he was getting a little stale i I don't think the grammys need it's definitely really that's a whole nother don't kill somebody else's job (laughs) (laughs) i don't think they need a publicist (laughs) they don't um okay millennial materialistic entitled guys you both are millennials. I know. But when I think millennial, I think materialistic, shallow. Is that the stigma dense. or do you think that's true? Um, I think that I, when I look to my left and right of my peers, I see it. When I look to those younger than me, I definitely see it. Um, and yeah, I, I just think that everybody, because we're all in this 24-hour news cycle, we have the attention span of gnats. Mm-hmm. We think everything is funny. Um <laughs> And everybody's all about, especially because of apps like Instagram, everybody's all about the showboat of it all. Look what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Look where I'm at. I've even fe- fallen guilty to, to to some of that. But sometimes I will delete Instagram off of my phone because it it's just not a good app you for need, me you, all the yeah, time. Yeah. Uh, so, but yes, I, I think materialistic. Everybody's like, look, I'm in this section, this bottle. I'm on this trip. I'm literally walking you through every minuscule detail and that's not me coming from no hater standpoint because yeah, right. yeah. i ain't no hater i just think that that fuels like i don't think that so many of us would be so hell-bent on doing certain things if we did not have these devices and these apps in it's, our it's i think al- we'd enjoy life a little bit more. no it's almost like you have to participate in this you have to go to the ice cream museum because if you don't i'm going what's by your, the way what is your social right. status i'm going by the way yeah. however and i think also to to get more specific <laughs> instagram stories because they're right there they force you to it's like your thumb doesn't 
You get sick of scrolling and then you just start clicking those damn circles. And it's just like, if Instagram was just Instagram, I feel like it would be curated a little bit more, but the stories mixed with, and it's like snap was a whole constant accessibility to everybody's everything. everything. There are people that I have never met that I know. I know. I know. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Including celebrities. Yes. 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 I know Tamar always has a drink in her hand. (laughs) Alexandra. I'm gone. Clamp I my just tongue. Think, I'm gonna move you know right what? along. I just think I've gotten to a point in my life where I'm just what I'm willing to tolerate and accept from people, and I just feel like when I think about, you know, this generation and all of that 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 stuff, it just kind of I don't know. I just all I can say is like, grow up. I just mm. I just want people to grow up at some point. I feel like an old lady just because. I don't know. Like, I don't know. It's weird. I just. There is no growing up because you have people that are that are mature, like the ninis of the. I mean, well, that aligns with her line of work. But still, there's showboaty, flashy, flashy people right. that are of particular ages. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm going to end up like a Wendy or an Oprah. You know, I just thought. They, I'm just saying they don't share. Like, <laughs> no. Wendy doesn't even have control of her social media. That's how much she detests it. Yeah, and she just, she's not tech savvy. Either. Or you that get like Beyonce and you don't follow anybody. No, I, I'll follow people. <laughs> um, political correctness. <sighs> Necessary. Alexandra. <laughs> I'm going to pull a Julie Chen from Big Brother. Answers, house guests. Answers, please. Answers. I was going to say that. <laughs> I, w- I would say... Yeah, I was going to say necessary. I I have to okay. go with that too. That was okay. Why is it necessary? Um I think even though political correctness can get on my damn nerves sometimes, I believe that it's necessary because it aligns with Sharon's uh, respectability. No, it aligns with how everybody deserves to be respected and I can't demand certain things from you when addressing or framing something about me if I can't give you that same whatever. Now, with that being said, it is impossible to please everyone, but I think that it is important to be aware of maybe how people choose to identify. Um, I believe that that aligns with political correctness or certain, I I just think you have to keep your finger to the pulse. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, political correctness, even though it can be overkill sometimes, I believe for the most part, even though you cannot please everyone, it is necessary. I think a lot of times it has to do with couth and just having some decorum. Yeah. And, and I mean, and respectability gets a lot of flack the same with political correctness, but, but I believe in some levels of respectability yeah. where if we had people behaving in every which manner that they feel is appropriate for who they are, their own individual brand, then we'd have no, we'd have the sort of chaos that we yeah, have in the so White House account- at the moment. Like being accountable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just- exactly. Accountability. Yeah. Um, next word is family. Love. Oh, corny. A word. A word? A word. I know that's two <laughs> words, but a word. Okay. Okay. Luxury. Necessary. <laughs> <laughs> Alexandra? Mm. We can't have all this dead air time. I know, says. I know, I know. Look, I'm just, I, I know. Unnecessary. Okay. Mm. 
Okay. We're two different girls. <laughs> <laughs> home. <laughs> oh, home. <clears throat> Comfort. Center. Mm. I like those. And the last one is irony. You said that really weird. <laughs> God. Um, <laughs> irony. What can I think of? The gag. <laughs> I know that's two words, but I'm going to say the gag. Because often that's how irony comes up and sneaks up on you. Um, it says what the gag is. <laughs> right, right. What I thought, uh, the reason irony came to mind was that uh, the report came out that Tiffany Haddish will be hosting Saturday Night Live. With Taylor Swift as the performer. No. Oh, yes. Is she? Taylor Swift oh, is performing. So... Okay, so the other musical guest, I believe Chance, is another night. Chance they is hosting and someone is performing. Okay. Chance isn't performing. So they, okay. Yeah, it's two different okay. weekends, okay. but, but they announced them the gag yeah. is right. Tiffany will be hosting, but uh, look what you made me do. Well, that is we'll ironic, and I didn't know that, but the <laughs> irony that I was speaking of is that Tiffany Haddish um, auditioned for Saturday Night Live years ago and did not wow. get the gig. And here she is with one of the most successful movies of 2017, mm-hmm. hosting. God works in mysterious ways. (laughs) So let's go ahead and move on to the next topic. Alexandra didn't Mm. come with a topic. So I'm going to hop into, we actually have a listener question this week. I'm not going to say this person's Twitter name because I don't think they want me to. Like they just DM'd this. So um, the question reads, hi, huge fan of you, meaning me, (laughs) K-A-T podcast. Please, please, please see my face. I only did that for Kendall, guys. (laughs) So, hi, huge fan of you and KAT podcast here. Wanted to suggest a topic, but we're just going to do this for a question for future future discussion. Um, And that is the pros and cons of, this says gay dating apps, but I'm just going to say dating apps because I don't identify as gay and you don't either. Um, so dating apps like Grindr and Scruff, for example, I'm constantly conflicted when using them because I find them to be great spaces for meeting other gay guys to talk to, but I am also, excuse me, but I'm always hesitant meeting or hooking up with someone for fear of personal safety and health risks associated with meeting a stranger off of an app. So we're going to weigh in on that. Kendall, you can go first because this is targeted to gay apps. And then we'll weigh in from the other uh, scope of the lens. Um, okay. So pros and cons. So <laughs> so this person, um, he enjoys it, you know, but he's conflicted because he says he finds him to be great spaces to meet other gay guys to talk to, but he's always hesitant with actually meeting and hooking up for fear of personal safety and health risks associated all, with meeting a stranger. All fair concerns, all valid concerns. Um, you know, I'm a firm believer that nobody got you like you. Um, <laughs> Controversial <laughs> statement, but accurate. <laughs> the cleanup man. <laughs> PR at work, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Um, no, I, I totally get it. And having someone that I've, I've used, um, dating apps, never used the ones that he listed. 
So um, you've never used grinder and scruff? No. BGC? Never. Christian Mingle? <laughs> and all only, the lands across the land? I've only used, primarily I use Tinder. Mm-hmm. Um, and I briefly used OkCupid. Oh, um, how did that go? Sarah Haynes met her husband off of OkCupid. I used OkCupid and OkCupid, I could have filtered my, um, I could filter various things and I, I, I filtered my race preference. Um <laughs> <laughs> um, because I also am a firm believer that interracial yes. dating is wrong. Um, wow. <laughs> wow. No, um, it was funny. Alyssa and I were out this weekend and she goes, there goes one of your favorite type of couples. <laughs> and they were interracial. Yes. Shout out to Alyssa, man. Um, no. We know I, she listens. But I, I think, I think it, 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 it's, we can, you can never know for certain 100%, but I think it's a certain level of discernment that you have to have and mm-hmm. and when if you if you're just there for a hookup then you run a bigger risk of of your personal space or safety being infringed upon because mm-hmm. you don't know the person but if it's something where you're being courted and you go out in a public space and you're going out on dates or even if you're texting consistently before you actually meet up with the person i think you you lessen that risk if that makes any sense um but I don't think that we should walk with fear um, because social network dating, it, I mean, yeah, social, social network, what is it called? Date, yeah, dating, like, yeah. dating apps. All yeah. of that is is a reality in this world. It's how a lot of people, Sarah Haynes, meet meet people. Yes. So I don't think that we should like. Met her husband. Right. on her, And they're on their second child. Right. She's pregnant with the, her baby girl now. Yeah. What about you, AG? Well, okay, I have a few different points. Um, I actually... I use Grinder sometimes, you know. Um, you know that whole dating game for us is just like a whole nother ballpark. I so actually I, do not know because I don't participate uh, in that. Well, I'm well, <laughs> but Anymore. I'm saying that I, I I've had that account, and what I've come to realize is that if you're looking for friends, go on Facebook. If you're so looking wait, why for are friends, you on Grind? Mind no, no, no. me asking, why are you on Grinder versus like a Tinder? Well, I, I well I especially was especially because I, you don't identify as. Well, I was on a few different ones because, believe it or not, I have met guys who taken me out on dates from Grinder. Like, because okay. a lot of a lot of cis men believe that that's where they have to go to find trans women, and because that's where we typically are. Because before on there was well, before there was a Tinder, there wasn't anything else. Like, I kept getting my account blocked on Plenty of Fish because. I, guys wouldn't read my profile and then when I would tell them to read it They'd they would block you. me yeah. and so then I would just after so many times they just block your account and so I kept getting frustrated so I'm like okay well let me go into Grinder. let me just create a trans profile and believe it or not oh that's an option on Grinder. yeah you can choose your Didn't tribes and I get 100 messages easy like it's so there are people there looking for us but I just believe that if you're not looking to hook up with somebody or sex, it's probably not the best site for that. Because if people aren't trying to have sex on there, they want to talk about sex or they want to pretend like they want to do something other than sex. Mm-hmm. But Maybe really they want sex. Right. Yeah. But it, that's pretty much what it is. So if you want to date, there are gay options on Plenty of Fish. There are gay options on OkCupid okay on Tinder. Those are sites where, yeah, people are probably still looking for sex, but you're more than likely to meet people who will take you out to dinner or who want to go sit down and have a cup of coffee. So... It, if you don't want to do that, don't get on that site. I think that uh, I agree with what both of you all are saying. Um, I do agree with Kendall with there's a certain level of discernment. And I agree with you as far as the culture of these dating apps. Um, when I I'm no longer on dating apps, I'm no longer dating. Um, <clears throat> that is not no longer a part of my ministry. 
I you you all might as well call me uh, Sister Mary Clarence. Uh, <laughs> shout out to Sister Act. But uh, you're what married I, to your career. What I yes, and mm-hmm. that is for sure. Bang the gavel. That is <laughs> ain't nothing changing over here. Sorry, stop. Hop the horn on him, Greg. Uh, She's back. But uh, so what I will say is, as far as pros and cons uh, for you, listener. They're the same thing. The same risks that you run online, you run in person. You don't know if you meet someone at the club or the Starbucks, what their intentions are with you. And you also don't know what the outcome could be as far as health risks and um, personal safety. People, whether you meet them online or they're your barista, that doesn't stop them from potentially giving you something that you didn't ask for. Or stealing your your Cartier watch. I mean, I don't know what you have. I'm just speaking, of course, hypothetically. Um, for myself, I know that when I was on dating apps, I was only on Tinder. I tried Soul Swipe for a minute because I knew that was for the black kids. That was mm-hmm. like the black version of Tinder. But nothing really came from that because, you know, niggas go nig. But uh, when <laughs> I was on Tinder, I did frame my dates because I knew that I was not looking for sex. I was not looking for a hookup. I just... I've been over the hookup phase for me for like a while. And we talked about that. Even when our, we just, we, we just talked about that last time you were on the show, mm-hmm. is, is that even when you, we might have needs, yeah. we understand where the culture is right now. Yeah. And, and, and giving in that soon just doesn't work. Yeah. So I've been over the hookup culture. Uh, and so I would demand, I would twit, like guys would be like, oh yeah, we should hang out. Now see, when, when people throw things out there like hang out, the pendulum could swing either way. So I always fire back like, sure, where do you want to go? Where? Where I'm do you want to? I was just thinking we could hang out at the house. No. <laughs> I've, had guys offer to, I've had guys <laughs> offer to pick me up. Absolutely not. You're not going to know where I live. Nope. And I just. Nope. And this is bit we haven't even FaceTime. Like I don't even know if you real. Like and you think I'm gonna give you my address? <laughs> no. Real. Well, see, that's another not a bot. Name. Not a Russian bot. We'll see. Or this. a catfish. Or the killer. Well, that's another Remember point too catfish? that I want to say really quick while you're talking about that is that if you are going to hook up with somebody, and this is for people like trans women or or whatever people who feel less more vulnerable. Get, yeah. Yeah. It's like, I personally. I don't go to nobody's house because I don't know what the hell you got in your house. If I show up to your house, you could have three niggas in the back that or you true. could have Hiding a gun in the closet. If you show up to my house, you don't know what the fuck I got in here. So I could host. have a gun right here and I could blow your head off before you try to steal some shit out of here. Yeah. So that for me is, is, is what I do. But like, trans women have been killed in their own apartments too. Very true. It's very true. Yeah. And, and it's I, a risk either way. It, yeah. It's a risk either way. I just, I just think if you could be in your own space, space it makes you feel it, safer. It makes you probably feel a lot safer. Yeah. Um, unless, I feel like unless it's like one of those luxury apartments that Molly stay in off uh, Insecure, one of them good downtown LA uh, doorman type apartments. But I also, uh, I will send a friend the, ad- the address. Oh, yeah. yeah me too. If License I'm, plate, address. <laughs> no, I, you laughing. If I'm going on, if I'm going <laughs> to someone's home um, that I don't necessarily know that well, most people, I, I'm willing to put my neck out and say, if I'm stepping into Shar's house, I don't anticipate she's going to hit me over the head with anything. No. Yeah. Um, and challenge people to watch stuff. Like I watch Crime Watch Daily. I watch 
I read certain articles, not because I want to like get more scared, but I watch that stuff well, because be sometimes aware. we're very we, we we think that oh it'll never happen to us absolutely and and when you know that in the back of your mind, you'll say right away, oh this fool is acting like this. Mm-mm. There's certain that's not something I want to be a part and of. And because I have lived, darling, as. <laughs> As my favorite says, right? I have lived, and and one of my good friends in Chicago, one of my good former friends, I should say, she had me out in these streets doing some crazy stuff in in my late teen, early twenty years, and so it's like, I, I I don't know. I say all in all, the pros and cons of the dating apps are the same as the real world. Mm-hmm. You can meet people. Sarah Haynes met her husband on OK Cupid, and like I said, they are on their, They have a son who's two years old, and she's pregnant right now with her their second child, who is a daughter. So I've read success stories on Twitter. People have tweeted me. I know people, I know even a gay couple, and they're interracial, but a gay couple who have... uh, Kidding, kidding, kidding. Who have, uh, they're married, and they met on... Uh, a, on dating apps. It happens. It, 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 it does happen and it's way more common today than back in 2002 because they're everywhere. Laverne Cox just did an interview oh. with uh, oh, I can't remember the name of the magazine whatever the latest magazine that she's on, Attitude Magazine okay. and she says she's on dating apps and I'm like listen I have given up. Everybody knows at this table and listening that when I have chimed into dating apps it has been, I've lasted like some days 24 hours Sometimes two weeks. This most recent time was a whole four, five weeks. Uh, but my patience is very thin and yeah. I'm not here for random sex. I'm just not. That is me. If you're there for that, fine. Um, it's, a challenge. it's a challenge to yourself to say, especially people like us who want to be in the business. It's like, stop looking for like <laughs> a partner in crime at this stage. It's like, Put all of that focus and that energy. But it gets into, hard. It gets hard. Because Hollywood is you, very isolating and lonely. It is. But at the end of the day, it's like if you are 100% focused on I want to be Wendy. I, I don't want to be Wendy. You know what I mean. You want to be Oprah. You want to be something like that. But the listeners like may not that. know what you mean. Well, I don't want to be mean, Wendy. Well, I don't want to be Oprah. I want to be Girl, they don't know I'm pointing to you. <laughs> but what you I'm saying is that. Is that if you like, like, I would love to be on a status of like Viola Davis. And until I get there, I'm not looking to be tied down to nobody or to deal with no bullshit. But how do you know that your man won't be your manager? You never know. That's very true. And like, and and if that happens, most stories that you read, you hear about people that happened on the way. We met on tour. We met at the Soul Train Awards. We met Kevin and Tori. (laughs) <laughs> very true i just i just would challenge people to do that because i i know a lot of friends who are like oh you know i wish this i had this and it's like i got to a point where doors started open up for me once i stopped focusing on oh i wish i had what she i wish i could have a boyfriend too and assessing where that's coming it. from is it coming from a point of seeking validation or is it coming from a point of mm-hmm. really wanting a partner true and, and somebody and initially to, to, to navigate these these hollywood streets with us and true. i think that's that's important to do that i can that be work. honest and say initially my me seeking a boyfriend was for validation mm-hmm. um but most recently it's been i need a a partner i need a an ear and a i would prefer and I would prefer here. someone who's industry based. I really? go back. Yes. Really? I do only because I feel like they get it. I have dated J-Lo. I have dated uh people, I have entertained people who don't have any knowledge of how this works and they don't get it. And I don't like sometimes I like most recently I dated a guy 
who has no idea how this works. And I felt like sometimes he would get very condescending with me when I would mention what my, what the end goal is or what my aspirations are instead of encouraging me because I feel like he couldn't see the full picture. What I noticed for me, people outside of the industry or have no knowledge of this industry is that I become condescending because I have low patience. I don't know what y'all got going on. I don't know what beef <laughs> y'all had before Kendall I came and I. here. There's Excuse no beef, me. but Kendall, yeah. No, I become condescending uh-huh. because I I don't understand what like they're like they're speaking foolishly about the everyday entertainment gossip. You know, like they just don't get it. You're talking about um, guys that you've entertained that have been in the industry that don't that are not in the industry. Oh, okay. Like I okay. have the things that I have to walk them through. I don't have patience for. Yeah. So how a lot of people don't have patience for the average everyday bullshit, I don't have patience to explain to you what I do on a daily basis and why it matters. Right. Um, and you so, have to be yeah. careful with that with, with friends, too. Oh, my God. You, just, you know what I mean? Like, Everybody ain't that. your friend. Shout out to my former roommate. Everybody ain't These your friend. I, I don't have friends at this point. <laughs> oh. Oh. oh, don't do it. Um, well, anywho, yes, I hope we were able to answer <laughs> your question of the pros and the cons. And uh, if you have any follow-up, of course, participate in the hashtag KAT Radio. I think that wraps up this week's show, though. I think so. Uh, AG, Alexandra Gray, thank you for joining us. Tell the people where they can find you at. What's your social media handles? Well, you guys can find me on Instagram at Alexandra Gray Official. That's Gray with an E. Um, I'm on Twitter at One Alexandra Gray. Follow me on Facebook. I might follow you back. I'm not too famous yet. Um, (laughs) uh, Yeah, so you can follow me on there. Thanks for having me, Miss Shar and Kiss and Tell. And Kendall. Kendall, do you have any closing remarks? Do you have anything that you'd like to contribute? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I bring my piece every week. Um, No, thank you for being here, Alexandra. Of course, thanks for having Um, me. Please join us again. Oh, how was your weekend, by the way? My weekend was good. I didn't do much. I hung out with Alyssa and yeah, I got my mom's I gift. I was it. I was with Sunny. I wanted to highlight that I did. I was philanthropic with the Girl Scouts. With the Girl Scouts. I heard that. Yes. I spent the day with Sunny and her grandmother, <laughs> which is very interesting. And then um, on Sunday, I had brunch with Alexandra so and well. Isis and Deja. That was, it was a fun. Very, very nice sister time. Yeah, it was Halloween. I was a pussy cat. You were well, cute. I was a pussy. <laughs> I, the, the cat part is optional. Good but anywho, yes. <laughs> bye y'all. <laughs> Special thanks to our executive producer, Aaliyah J. Daniels and Reverie Studios.